Welcome to The House Files, a podcast about building a triplex in Portland, Oregon, and why you probably don't want to do it. So this week, we are going to talk about the solar panels that are going in on the roof. And the new solar panels, not the episode we promise eventually will be coming about the old solar panels, which is a journey, but a journey we cannot talk about yet. They are literally sitting in a pile behind the camera right now, but we will explain that later. Yeah, we'll explain. We want to, we can't explain it until it's all done. Yeah. But we, we got to have power (laughs) for this house. And we've been planning on putting panels on the roof for the entire project. And uh, now it is time to actually start talking about placing those orders and getting that, getting that going, running the wires and stuff. So We've been doing divide and conquer on some decisions uh, where like one person will do most of the research. And so I was pretty focused on hot tubs and Aaron was pretty focused on solar panels. And so I, I, this is all news to me. Everything Aaron says to me is mostly news to me. Um, So I am learning with you uh, because I don't really know very much about solar panels. Um, Every place I've lived pretty much has had solar panels um, and I have never been involved in any of the decisions about solar panels. So so there's budget for the panels, of course. We've been planning on it. The budget is, I believe, $20,000 is what was the rough estimate that got put into the, the budget for the bank. And now it's time to go and actually find how to get solar panels for $20,000. So I started looking around for different companies trying to figure out who, who do you even go to? Because I, I know that Solar City was a place you can go to get panels and they got bought by Tesla, which is a story that we'll talk about later. And we are not going to get Tesla panels for many reasons. So many reasons. (laughs) Uh, So that's not an option, Uh, but it turns out there's tons of companies that have it now. And there's a quite a range of services you can get uh, along with the panels. So that was one thing I didn't really know. And um, starting with, I guess I'll start with the, the company that I, I talked to extremely briefly and then realized very quickly that that's just not what, what we need. But there's companies that will do essentially installs for RVs and standalone off-grid stuff where it's full battery pack um, panels and everything, relatively small, think like truck scale. And they are mostly just like, we're going to get you the parts and give you instructions for how to put it together and kind of just send you everything and you do it all yourself, which is not what we're doing, what we want here. And then the other end of the spectrum, there are companies that will, uh, as a homeowner, you would call them up. You already own a house. You want to get panels on it. You call them up and they will come and just do the whole project and you will never have to know anything about the process. It's completely hands off. Uh, You just say, I want panels. Here's money. They do the permits. They do the install. They hire everybody and it happens. And then there's a middle ground, which is not quite just selling you the panels, but more willing to like work with other contractors that maybe you're working with. Because, for example, you're building from scratch. So I found, I decided I wanted to find three companies to get bids from to at least have some range to compare against. And one of the ones was the the off-grid place. And I was like, probably this isn't the right thing, but I was going to like ask them anyway. And I was correct. It was not the right thing. But I did get have actual conversations with two companies. One company had a sales rep who I talked to over Zoom, and she walked me through their whole pitch deck. I had previously, before the call, sent her the address and the site plan showing where the building sits, orientation so they know which is the south side. 
pictures of all the roofs and the roof plans and all that. Like they need all that stuff. They make a little 3D model and then figure out where it makes the most sense to put the panels on which parts of the roof uh, to maximize energy production. So that was part of what she pit, what she included in the pitch deck to me. And this company was the kind of company where they do everything from start to finish. So it's they do not want to talk to another contractor. They want everybody out of the way and they just come and do their thing. Their bid was $24,000. Which is just barely over the budget. Barely over the budget, which I feel like is enough of low enough over the budget where we can fudge it and it'll be fine. Um, and that was for, that was for everything. Interesting thing about the bids, actually, uh, there is a $500 rebate you get right now from the government. And both companies included the $500 rebate against the price. So if the panels were $24,000 or the system was $24,000 for everything, I would actually pay $23,500. They would then deal with the paperwork to get the $500 from the government. Both companies would do that. And then separately from that, there is a tax credit that us, we would get as tax filers. So we pay them $24,000 and then we'll actually get a $10,000 tax credit on the taxes. So it would offset our taxes by $10,000. So we would actually spend $10,000 less total, like concretely, because we will spend $10,000 less in taxes. Right. And that's part of the Inflation Reduction Act. That's the Biden environmental bill that secretly looked not like an environmental bill. Yeah, yeah. So that's great. That definitely helps like, you know, reduce the overall cost. But it doesn't reduce the mortgage. But it does not reduce the mortgage and the bank does not see any of that. So the bank sees the $24,000 of the sticker price and we will spend $10,000 less on taxes later. So it actually costs us 14, but we're paying the bank 24 now and the mortgage will be 24,000, $10,000 extra. Right. So basically it means we can't take the tax credit against the price for budget purposes yep. for the project. So $24,000, not too bad. Um, not too much over. I think I'm willing to accept that. Uh, this was the company that also they would do the system with DC optimizers rather than microinverters. So the DC optimizers are the ones where it's DC voltage running from the panel through the walls down to the box. And then the DC optimizer balances it out so that the shade doesn't matter. Okay. Um, that The whole point is that if one panel is shaded, you don't want it to reduce the efficiency of all the panels. Right. Um, so that's the one bit. The second guy, uh, I actually met him on site. He came out to, to the project. I walked him through the house. I said, what do we need to do to like make sure this is going to be easy for you to install? Like We can run conduits now because the walls are open. And... Um, he had asked for the same info about the site plan and the roof pitches and all that, and then put together the 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 bid. He took longer to put that together, quite a bit, several days. She basically just had it the next day done. Ready. Um, so he took a lot longer to put the package together and get the actual bid out to to me, and um, only got that relatively recently. So his bid came in at thirty four thousand, which is. $10,000 more than the other bid and now $14,000 more than the budget. So he took an extra couple of days to add an extra $10,000. Yeah. Um, so what does he do so much better that would make him worth $10,000 more? Because so, sometimes you pay more for yeah. a, you're getting a different product. He seemed more willing to work with our crew. 
So he had no problem uh, being like, yeah, of course, we'll work with your electrician and they can run the conduits and all that. Um, although I did email the first company then later to ask, like, can we do that with you? And she was like, oh, yeah, no problem. Although she didn't seem to understand that during her pitch to me. Right. So okay. I think they're just not used to it, but they can do it. So. Right. Well, also it's a salesperson. So never yeah. trust a salesperson about what it's going to actually be like with the installers. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, that's one of the really hard parts about it. So with a more expensive guy, I don't really have a good sense of um, why, w- what he would do so much better. But the big difference of the system is that his system is the microinverter system. And the microinverter is where there is a DC to AC inverter on the back of each panel. They are very small. They're like slightly larger than a cell phone. And then it runs AC current down the wall. And each of those, I mean, the panels are basically not connected until they're actually feeding the grid. So that's the main difference. And this actually has a couple of advantages. Uh, One is safety because DC voltage is more dangerous, which is why houses are wired with AC. And that means with the microinverters, you don't have long runs of high voltage, high voltage DC. You have AC everywhere. So that's something to think about. I think I've been talked into microinverters being the better technology generally. I don't know if that is what's driving the cost up, however. <laughs> I don't think that's necessarily the reason that it's so much higher. So um, I did ask him on... I did I did write to this guy and I was like, this is a little bit on the high end of our budget. Like this is definitely high and it's higher than the other company I'm, t- I'm talking to. Is there anything you can do to bring the cost down? And he wrote back very quickly, of course, mm-hmm. being a sales guy. Uh, and Well, he wasn't quick with the quote, yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he said, actually, yes. Um, I talked to the our, our supervisor, our project person, and we had him review the plans. And if we count this as a two-story building, we can drop the cost. Oh, And the reason is because they use like software that does estimates based on what it's likely going to cost. And he had plugged in as a three-story building because we have three floors. Um, but what that does is it assumes the total height of the building is a certain height and that it will require additional ladders and cranes and safety stuff and all that because of the third story. And if he plugged it in as a two-story building, it ended up dropping the cost by $4,000. Wow, interesting. Which is quite a lot. But is that right? Like, is our building the right height for that? It is, and that's why he had to go and review the plans. Because technically this is a, it's a a three-story building, but the third story is the roof deck. Right. Oh, because the the first floor is actually a a basement. Exactly. Yeah. And that's because of the grade. Like, we have uh, the the lot is, yeah, the lot is higher than the street. Yeah. So, all the ladders they're going to put down are going to be on that higher plane. Yeah. Okay. So it is it is a two-story building, and that's why we're able to build this tall also because yeah. the first floor is essentially half underground. Yeah. So that helps. It helps. And now, now we're looking at $30,000 versus $24,000, which are a lot closer together. But still, $10,000 over budget is a lot. It's 50% more than That's a hot tub right there. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's our budget for the hot tub. That's my price upon request wallpaper for my office. Yeah. Everything goes against. I just, here's the thing. Wallpaper interlude. Sparkle, sparkle (laughs) fingers. I just want to see 
if there's even a way that I can get those wallpaper people to talk to me. Because I I wonder if it's one of those things where it's like an exclusive club where they know when you walk up to the doorman mm-hmm. that you are not supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a possibility that the wallpapers that I like, because I can't find prices, and it's all just like go to their showroom that's always like in the ritziest part of London or New York or something. Anyway, do you think I can get them to talk to me? <laughs> I think you should try it. I think it'd be. Yeah, maybe I should do a video. Do a just, video. A video just called trying to find out how much this wallpaper costs. <laughs> there we go. All right. <laughs> okay. Wallpaper interlude complete. <laughs> okay. So yeah, $30,000 versus $24,000. Um, the How much better are the microinverters? I'm getting pretty convinced they are better. Um, so is there, okay, I know that you tried to talk, you talked to three companies. Is there not a company that can do it for the price of company number one, but with the microinverters that we haven't found? Are there any other solar companies that do microinverters, but will do it for $20,000 instead of for $30,000? Very possibly, yes. Because uh, actually what's happening is these companies are buying this equipment from other companies. Mm. Like none of these companies make this stuff themselves, mm-hmm. right? So the I believe the microinverters that uh, this guy would use are an Enphase brand. And uh, that includes the, the, the inverter is the actual thing that goes on the wall that has all the guts in it. And that also pairs with like the software. So the software that reports up to the their systems for reporting usage. And sometimes they have an app you can go and look up data on. Oh, that was another difference between the two systems. I, I asked, I tried to find out what actual systems. Um, wait, I have this whole, I forgot I have this whole comparison chart. Aaron even looked up the Glassdoor reviews of these companies. To try to decide. I forgot I did that. I, it's right. I was like, let me go see what it's like to work there. Yeah. And went and looked up Glassdoor reviews of both companies. And it was actually less, less helpful than I expected because both of them had great reviews. Yeah. <laughs> it's always surprising when smaller companies have good reviews because yeah. usually there's not a lot of power to make people review when you only have like 20 employees that work there unless you made someone angry and then they'll go leave a bad Glassdoor review. Okay, the more expensive company uses microinverters. Um, interestingly, the microinverters have a 25-year warranty. The other company's DC optimizer system has only a 10-year warranty on the inverters, which is notable. I feel like that's actually a pretty big difference. And the one of the other differences is how the software works on the two boxes. So the more expensive one has an API to that I can use you can use to pull data out to that they use to make the apps oh, and stuff. Aaron wants it if it's got an API. They both have an API. The difference is the API for the more expensive one is local on that box and you talk directly to that box. So I can write software that runs in the house, talks to that box, and there's no internet involved. Aaron's favorite. The other company's <laughs> API requires the internet and you have to go up to their cloud servers to get your data. I have strong opinions about this. The question is, 10, are these 000, opinions the difference of $6,000? Yeah. yeah. Is it worth the extra $6,000? Um, wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, 
Should we try to get a third quote? Do you maybe? Think? I think maybe we should try to get a third quote and specifically micro, ask for a micro inverter uh, and see what they say. One of the other questions I actually had for the one with the DC optimizer, because the DC optimizer is specifically so that if a panel is shaded, it doesn't reduce the output of the other panels, uh, which is also what micro inverters get you. Uh, but I asked the company about the DC optimizers, what happens if we install it without that extra thing and just run it as a completely tied system? Because there are no trees here. Like, and we're the tallest building, so we're not going to be partial shaded. And I'm really curious, like, will that, could that save $2,000 by not installing the DC optimizer part of the system? Um, I haven't heard back yet, so we'll have to figure that out later. Another difference between the two bids, the more expensive company, they're booked out until May at the earliest. Mm. So they wouldn't be able to start anything until May. We can, we can run the conduit because yeah. they have no problem doing that, but they wouldn't do any of the installation until May. The other company was like, yeah, we can do it. We can start right now. So we don't need it until May because we don't, we're not going to have an electrical service there till then. So maybe it doesn't matter. Yeah, but I'm worried if they're saying May now, does that really mean July? Right. Like, because it would be a problem if we're stuck with the situation of, yeah. I the, I keep foreseeing this scenario where everything's done, but we can't move in because we don't have an occupancy permit. <laughs> and like, I feel like electricity might be part of that. I So I have a question. How much is this going to lower our electricity bill? Is it going to be significantly more efficient than the solar panels that were on the smaller house, the older solar panels that were on the house before? I don't remember how much the older system was generating. I should go look that up, but they do estimate how much the panel, the system will make uh, based on your location and, your and sun. The, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like how much sun you get, uh, the clouds and all that. Was there any difference between the two? No, because it's all the panels have gotten so good that they're all basically the efficient enough now yeah there's not huge efficiency differences in the technology anymore and uh they both were going to install 14 panels of okay. the same size okay as each other i think there was like 100 kilowatt hours difference in their bids but it was basically the same number um it's basically going to generate enough power that uh will offset i think about 80 dollars a month 80 to 100 dollars a month of power a hot tub a hot tub amount It'll, it'll power the hot tub. Two hot tubs, possibly, if yeah. we're, we're able to keep the hot tub cheap. Yep. Uh, interesting. Yep. That's for the whole house. Yep. I feel like I want solar panels to be more efficient than that. It doesn't seem like that much. But it's that's essentially one of the units. It's basically one of the units, yeah. Yeah. That's. I and mean, I guess that's not that bad. Reducing no, your electricity by a third is not. It is pretty good. And actually, one of the reasons that we can't do more panels is because the, there isn't just enough roof. Yeah. Because we don't have a large surface of roof because the front is like staggered. Mm. So if we had done the full like box style where there's a roof from the back to the front that's continuous, we could fit twice as many panels on it. Darn. Yeah. I didn't really think about it, about that part of it, but way too late to change that now. Absolutely. It's one of the few things that's actually done is yeah. the roof right now, mostly. Yeah, so. except for the flat parts. So, Yeah. Um, we need to figure out the, we need to figure out which, which of these to go with possibly third bid. So I guess that's my project for the next week. Yeah. All right. That's the solar update. Uh, so we have word of the week. Word of the week. 
I think I've said DC optimizer enough. That's the word of the week. I think that's probably true. Uh, who's late this week? Am I late this week? Is it me? I think it's you. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. Insert Taylor Swift here. <laughs> yeah. Aren't you, weren't you supposed to pick this like a while ago? Yeah. Cause we need to actually, um, like get into a contract with one of these companies yeah. to get an installation date because I will say the bigger company was like emailing you being like, I want to sign this tomorrow so that we can get you on the schedule. Yeah. And I was like, way to do a high pressure sales yeah, tactic. Yeah. Um, but I don't think they realize how long we've been waiting and how immune we are to high pressure sales <laughs> tactics at this point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if we could go back in time and speed up the permitting process. Oh man. Although honestly, I'm pretty happy with the timing of how this whole thing has worked out because there's many, many parts of, uh, we, we sort of sat out the, the spike in wood prices. We during also, COVID. we sat out, um, we lucked out with some of the financing side of things. Yep. And got, we closed the loan right before the rates shot up. And you were like part of the cash that we put into it was, fortunate due to market timing because yep. with the way markets kind of tanked. And then the big one is that I think if this had happened at the schedule that maybe we had hoped, let's say the, the third time that we thought we were on schedule again, um, we, we probably still wouldn't have a dishwasher. I mean, like, yeah, I, like, right. like even if we had a house, we probably wouldn't have a dishwasher yeah. just because the sheer um, pace of the dishwasher situation. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I uh, I think that might be it. I think that's it. Stay tuned for future updates on Solar Adventures. And we, at some point, will talk about the disaster of the previous panels. When, when we are able to talk about it yeah. without facing, facing possible financial repercussions yeah. or legal repercussions. And uh, yeah, until then, um, stay subscribed if you want to hear about the Tesla journey. Hit that notification bell and uh, you can follow us on Instagram where we continue to fail at making short form video. <laughs> All right. Till next time. Bye. Bye.